This Week in HPC. Micron acquires Convey. Is an Intel Altera deal next? It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening in to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research. I'm Addison Snell, and that's Michael Feldman. Michael, after we recorded our last podcast, there was big news around a speculation of an Intel acquisition of Altera. But before we get to that, let's do an actual acquisition. Uh, Micron has acquired Convey, a different kind of FPGA deal. FPGAs are flying around everywhere, Michael. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big week for FPGA, something that we, we don't end up talking about too much. I mean, everything's about GPUs and Xeon 5s, but uh, FPGAs had a big week, and it's, it's all on the acquisition front. Absolutely. And, you know, this is something where we've been you know, tracking Convey, of course, for a long time. And, and Micron with the uh, hybrid memory cube and the automata processor. Both of these companies have been uh, in our news quite a bit over the last several years. But uh, what do you think of them combining forces here, Micron acquiring Convey for undisclosed terms? We don't know how much they bought them for. That, that wasn't disclosed. What do you think of it strategically? Well, yeah, it's an interesting acquisition from uh, Micron's point of view. Of course, they're a big memory maker. Um, they've gotten a little bit further afield with their automata processor research. Uh, their, their big claim to fame in, uh, in high-performance computing is their hybrid memory cube technology. And that's where it sort of dovetails into what Kave is doing, because their, their server technology, the where they've married CPUs and FPGAs, is very dependent upon memory bandwidth. Um, so tech, from technology point of view, uh, the hybrid memory cube would offer a lot to that, that architecture. Architecture and, and that sort of application, so it's it's a good fit uh, technologically. I, I agree, it's a good fit technologically, and I think this gives them the opportunity to sell this with a bit of a broader footprint. You got to remember, Convey, although we think of them as a system provider, or at least I always thought of them as a system provider. They already had partnerships with Dell, Open Power on the CAPI side. So it, now I think the most interesting thing of this to me is that it takes. Convey and makes them more of a technology that you want to partner with an existing server platform as opposed to a competing server platform on its own, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Convey was actually moving in this direction <clears throat> a while back. A couple of years ago, they introduced their, their Wolverine PCIe board, which was not a standalone system. It was something a system vendor would buy, like Dell, and do... Uh, FPGA-type computing on, and I think that's what this will start to, to morph into more under Micron. They'll be selling these components that uh, Micron's uh, clients, uh, which a lot of which are system vendors, can use to develop their own systems using the the Convey uh, technology that's that's inherent in the in the uh, CPU FPGA uh, model. Well, and you know, since we've been talking about FPGAs, uh, those are always things that, that we said are better adopted in in kind of a more of a appliance model. That's something Convey had pursued with their different personalities of machines for one app application or another, the idea that something is pre-configured to succeed at a particular type of application. And they've, they've, of course, got their different target markets like bioinformatics that are really text and integer heavy 
that they've targeted with this, but I, I think this will also give them the broader opportunity to go after the hyperscale opportunity. This, you know, we've, we've looked at how much is going on in the hyperscale internet space and uh, and their appetite for high performance technologies and Convey with their Memcache D appliances. I, I think you could see Micron bundling that potentially with hybrid memory cube or or the automata processor and maybe having a pretty compelling offering for hyperscale. Yeah, I, I agree there. That's that's a good a good fit for those types of appliances, and I think uh, that's where we'll start to see, you know, this Micron Convey thing start to pay off. I think you're right; they are going after these larger markets that uh, uh, are starting to dominate IT, and I think some of the specialized technology and some of the IP that Convey brings to this will be will be critical to to something with their, uh, going forward. The Convey group will fit into the computer networking division under Tom Eby at Micron. Uh, Steve Pavlovsky uh, is, is going to be doing the advanced computing group there. All of our friends at Convey are still uh, well employed by Micron doing what they were doing. I think Micron is committed to this technology, although we understand that uh, they, they're gonna, we did get to talk to Bruce Toll, and he says they are staying in their Richardson campus in Texas. They don't all have to pick up and move. So that's nice for them. That is nice for them. Well, Michael, there's, there's actually more to talk about, I think, in the, the other deal, even though it hasn't happened yet, although maybe that's part of the reason why there's more to talk about it. There's <laughs> speculation that start, started on Friday, broken by the Wall Street Journal, that Intel was in serious talks to acquire Altera. Yeah, I mean, this would be a much bigger deal than the one we just talked about. We're talking, you know, several several billion dollars to buy Altera. The market cap there is uh, over $10 billion easily. So this would be the biggest deal Intel uh, ever did. The McAfee uh, buy they did a, a few years ago, I think, was a seven, eight billion. This would be this would uh, dwarf that, and and just the fact that if if Intel went through with this and they added this FPGA technology, that would be a big uh, a big shift for the company and and sort of redefines uh, what the company did and how it was how it was going forward. The only snag maybe being that you know as as can happen with this kind of deal, the fact that the news leaked out starts monkeying with the with the deal. You mentioned the market cap of about ten billion dollars. That is what it was right. on Friday before the rumor leaked. But then once the rumor leaked, by the end of the day Friday, the stock had jumped up uh, significantly and is now trading at about twenty five percent higher than it was in the middle of the day on Friday. So now you're looking at a market capitalization of approximately $13 billion, depending on what time it is today when you look at the stock price. But as of today, Friday, April 3rd, you're looking at a market cap of, of about $13 billion. So if Intel was planning on paying uh, you know, 20% premium over the market capitalization, well, that's different depending on whether you were looking at last week's price or this week's price. Yeah, the investors added their own premium, and now Intel have to deal with that. That that might queer the deal for a while, but eventually you think things will settle down. I mean, it's a it's a lot of money to put out, even at even at a little over ten billion. Intel's last report of cash balance was like a little over fourteen billion. So they, if they didn't want to borrow it, they basically use up 
all of their cash or a large portion of it to make this deal happen. So Intel would have to be very committed to this. It's 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 a big financial hit for Intel, and, and they'd have to have something very interesting in mind to do with this company going forward. Yeah, well, and, and I think they do, though. That's that's the important point here. Now, we're not really financial analysts, so I can't dive into dissecting the deal that much. But from a technology perspective, I do find this fascinating. We've been reporting on Intel quite a bit over the last couple of years, and the fact that they've integrated more and more technology outside of the base uh, x86 platform or even outside the Xeon Phi platform, looking at uh, storage optimization technologies and interconnect technologies. This would give them another tool with FPGAs that would help them address that would help them address hyperscale markets, uh, cloud service providers potentially. It would allow them to configure more types of architectures into a uh, motherboard, whether it's an SOC kind of strategy or just components that they're providing to their server partners. I, I think this really gives Intel a very wide range of configurations to play with. Yeah, it does. And that, they've actually experimented with this before. Uh, a, a while ago, they announced a, a basically a Xeon socket or Xeon chip that would be paired with an, an Altera FPGA, in this case, in the same socket to offer this heterogeneous computing platform where you'd, you'd use the FPGA as the accelerator to the Xeon. And it's something that fits more with the way uh, Intel looks at accelerators. I mean, they've basically got their own Xeon Phi, which they don't even consider an accelerator anymore. It's just another processor. They're not committed to GPUs. They don't have that technology. But something like an FPGA is, is an interesting facet that Intel can deal with very well. And they have... Like I said, they've they've got certain ways that they could they could meld these uh, chips into their own portfolio and create some interesting offerings. And- in any case, this is potentially rough news for Xilinx, who is Altera's largest competitor. In fact, a slightly larger company than Altera, about right. 25% so or larger on a revenue standpoint. I, I guess we're still waiting on the, the final market numbers from last year, but both publicly traded companies. And uh, you know, now you're talking about your biggest competitor. If you're Xilinx, your biggest competitor now is instead of being Altera, it could be Intel, and that's the significantly different. Well, it is significantly different, especially when you consider that uh, Altera now would be able to use Intel Fabs to do their to do their manufacturing. Now, inter- interestingly, Altera actually has contracted Intel uh, recently to to create some of their to manufacture some of their latest FPGA chips. That might have just been sort of a trial run to see how it would work out. But if Intel, if Altera was part of the company, they could lower their gross or they could raise their gross margins on their chip and create a lot more value there. They wouldn't have to pay a, a third party manufacturer to manufacture the chips anymore it would give them a, a real competitive advantage against Xilinx who has to outsource that, uh, that sort of work. 
one little uh, tertiary part of this story that's nevertheless fun on the high frequency trading side. It appears that one trader was able to buy a whole lot of call options on on Altera stock before Nasdaq froze trading on it. Apparently, made uh, a few million dollars based on uh, processing that tweet faster than anybody else moved. <laughs> well, that's pretty good, especially when you consider the algorithmic. Uh, uh, traders inside these computers are looking at these things too. So sometimes good old human ingenuity and just paying attention uh, works very well to your advantage. Now, one other uh, actual industry uh, dynamic here that I think really bears talking about is that Altera is a member, is a platinum level member of the Open Power Foundation. Uh, Xilinx is also a member, for that matter, Micron and Convey, we were talking about earlier, all members of the Open Power Foundation. But Altera, if Intel acquires them, you know, that's a bit of a weird relationship now with Open Power. Yeah, that would have to be resolved. I mean, the, the Open Power connection there is because uh, part of that technology is, is the CAPI interface that you can hook up with uh, any any other third-party chips or FPGAs, GPUs, whatever, and there's a lot there's a lot to be done with those sort of platforms. In fact, Altera demonstrated that technology just last month at the Open Power Summit that was associated with the GPU Technology Conference. So they they had a a uh, technology initiative going forward there, and it, you're like you, like you said, it would be interesting to see what happened if the acquisition went forward and Intel. Intel bought this up, it seems like that would sort of die on the vine if, if uh, these two companies merged. Yeah, I don't think you'd see the Altera participation in open power, considering at that same level, it, it might put the interest back on Xilinx there right. and, and some of the other technology. We were just talking about Convey with regards to, to CAPI, so maybe you see uh, uh, Micron pick it up uh, on the Convey side, uh, along with Xilinx. Yeah, I mean, interesting. It's an interesting mix of companies here: Micron, Intel, uh, and Xilinx, and Altera. I mean, they all sort of have this relationship that's sort of, uh, in certain cases, is strange bedfellows. But that's exactly the industry dynamic that uh, we've been projecting yeah. is coming up. For that, we've been talking about this for 18 months, and here it is. It's playing out, and uh, and this is exactly what we expected. Yeah, we certainly predicted a lot of acquisitions uh, going forward in the, in the new year, and it's, it's starting to happen. Of course, the Altera one hasn't uh, hasn't happened yet, but just the fact that they've been seriously uh, in talks with them shows the interest that that Intel and some of these other companies are are using. To, to create value and to, and to shift their their strategy a bit, and I think this will this will happen for the rest of the year and just going, uh, you know, in 2016 and beyond that. Yeah, well, what it's shown is that uh, there is an interest there, and now it's a question of the valuation and, and whether the Altera uh, stockholders would approve the deal. Um, you know, is it is it on? Is it off? The stock price is going to float around based on that a little bit. We saw the same kind of uncertainty between IBM and Lenovo for more than a year before the x86 server deal went through and, and yep. eventually happened. So, uh, you know, sometimes these things take a while, but I, I think Intel's interest in Altera is exposed. Yeah, it is. Well, it will just 
track going forward. And uh, you know, if it, if it happens, it'll be a it'll be a huge deal, and I'm sure Intel and Altair will have a lot to say about it. A big week in accelerators, Michael. Yep. A big week for FPGAs, and uh, I think we're going to expect more excitement like this throughout the year. I hope so. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. 